Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah Leung. And I'm Caitlin Leung. And we are two sisters who founded the food blog, The Walks of Life, with our parents, Bill and Judy. And we just released a cookbook called The Walks of Life, Recipes to Know and Love from a Chinese-American Family. So something that people might not know about us is that we are major plant nerds. So over the course of the pandemic, we got very into a sleepy show on the BBC called Gardener's World. And it's often what you'll find us all watching at the Walks of Life household. And I am honestly astounded at Sarah's ability to now have memorized like scientific plant names of literally any flower. So Sarah, like, literally will research, like, Japanese beetle maintenance when she's not working on the blog. As for me, I just love all things flowers. So I actually did Sarah's flower arrangements for her wedding. So, yeah, plant nerds reporting for duty. I'm Jesse Sparks, and this is The One Recipe, a podcast that talks to great chefs and home cooks about one question— what is their one? The recipe that they could eat and have eaten for months on end without ever getting tired of it. Well, this week, we're celebrating family affairs with sisters Sarah and Caitlin Leung. Along with their parents, Bill and Judy, these two co-authored a cookbook based on the family's shared 10-year-old blog, both of which are called The Walks of Life. In the blog and the book, each family member focuses on a different area— Judy, the mom, highlights regional Chinese foodways and traditions. Bill, the dad, draws on his experiences working in Chinese restaurants. And Sarah and Caitlin develop vegetable-forward recipes and streamlined classics into their weeknight-friendliest versions. We talked all about the joys of cooking and writing together, and how they learn more about themselves and each other along the way. I hope you like it. Caitlin, Sarah, hello! Hey, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. How are y'all? We are doing good. Um, just coming off of our sort of first week of cookbook promotion. So we're kind of taking our first breath now. Um, so it's it's been a really fun week. It feels like anytime you're shopping around a cookbook, it's a combination of a marathon and a sprint. Um, so I'm glad y'all are able to do it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It is a combination of a marathon and a sprint for sure. Okay, so Sarah, you and your sister have been two of the four people behind the well-established blog you started with your parents, The Walks of Life. What made you want to pursue the blog full-time and maybe even turn it into a book? So when we first started the blog, uh, we didn't necessarily know that at the time that it would get as big as it has gotten. Caitlin and I joke that it was like, it started off as plan B, you know, it was like the side hustle. And then one day it just got big enough such that it became plan A. Uh, and we're now both working on it full time, which is amazing. Um, I don't know, Caitlin, do you want to add on to that? I think that was well said. I think it was just, this was our only way to learn how to cook the food that we grew up with. Um, you know, it's just, you realize one day that if you don't learn how to cook the foods that you love and that have been passed down through the generations, that no one's going to do it. And so, yeah, it was just like a really a fun way to stay close to family and kind of learn from each other. So, Caitlin, can you explain for the people who may not be familiar with the book or the blog, just kind of how each family member's area of focus factors into the end result? Yeah, totally. So our blog, The Walks of Life, uh, we run it with our parents. So 
over the years, we've definitely carved out, you know, our own little areas of expertise. Um, So my dad, he grew up in a long line of restaurant chefs. So that was like a really popular profession for Chinese immigrants back in the day. Um, And then eventually his parents opened a family Chinese restaurant in New Jersey. So he's kind of our expert on like restaurant classics and restaurant techniques and Chinese American kind of standbys. And then there's my mom who actually immigrated to America when she was 16. But she's always had a really strong affinity to, you know, where she came from, obviously. So she's our point person for like translating, you know, menus in China when we're traveling and kind of rooting out those like really heritage dishes that are kind of getting lost, honestly, that come from the different provinces in China and all the amazing cuisines that there are. And then me and Sarah are, um, we're kind of, <laughs> it's kind of funny when you describe it because after I go over my parents, it's like, well, well. <laughs> it's just like not as cool. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, but me and Sarah like to kind of find new ways to work around some of those like classic and old school techniques or traditional ways of cooking things and trying to find shortcuts and, you know, easier recipes that capture those similar flavors. But honestly, I feel like ever since we started the blog, we've really deepened our knowledge so much of like Chinese cooking that every so often we'll tackle some more traditional things and, you know, recipes like chili oil and Hong Kong egg tarts. And I feel like in those moments, like, pat ourselves on the back a little bit that we kind of make our parents proud that, you know, it's not just the like shortcut recipes. We also have that respect for the traditional stuff too. So that's what we've always sought to do with our blog and also our our new cookbook, really bringing it all together for people and kind of making sure that people from all walks of life (laughs) can kind of enjoy Chinese food in all of its different forms. I love that so much. All right, Caitlin. I got to know, what is y'all's one recipe? So our one recipe is, okay, wait, hold on. We said shortcut Dandan, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. So our one recipe is a shortcut Dandan noodle recipe from our new cookbook. This is one of those recipes that's like a game changer. And it's it's been like a total game changer for us too, because... It's one of those dishes that's, like, made it into, like, the American mainstream of, like, what people think of when they think of Chinese food. Because it's this, like, spicy Sichuan noodle dish that has, like, tons of chili oil and, like, sesame paste and ground pork and, like, a salty preserved vegetable. And, like, when it all comes together, it's just, like, one of the tastiest bowls of noodles you can possibly eat. However... It is pretty solidly in the repertoire of, I would say, like restaurant food because it is a little bit of a like a fiddly recipe. Like you kind of have to make your own chili oil at home. And our sort of original Dandan noodle recipe has like, I think there's like a few different sauces that you have to make and then you kind of like add them all together at the end. But what we've done with this shortcut version is you just make one sauce base And you still do have to make your own chili oil, but it comes together like all in one bowl. And then you basically like put it into a jar and then 
when you do want to have a bowl of dandan dan noodles, you basically just boil your noodles, you brown a little bit of ground pork, and then you just like put a few spoonfuls of this sauce over it, mix it up, and like you're done. It's the most incredibly rewarding thing to have like on a weeknight when you're like, oh my God, like I spent maybe a couple of hours two months ago making this like shortcut sauce. And now like two months later, it's a weeknight. I'm dead tired. And like, I just made this incredible meal for myself in like less than 30 minutes. So- Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also super adaptable. Like if you don't eat pork, you can use ground chicken. If you don't eat meat, you could just brown some mushrooms or you could even just like only use the preserved vegetable and and the recipe also includes like a few handfuls of spinach or any other leafy green. So it's really easy to adapt to different dietary needs as well. And so we've had these recipes in hand for like a couple years. I mean, the book just came out, but because a cookbook <laughs> takes so long to produce, we've been making this shortcut dandan noodle for like two years now. And it's just been so exciting to finally be able to share it because I've had a jar of this dandan sauce in my fridge since 2020. Yes. I mean, like, I mean, pretty constantly since 2020. And I would just say too, like, It's versatile for dietary restrictions, but what I really love about it is that it's super versatile for who you're cooking for. You know, we're a family of four, but like, I'm not always with my family. And sometimes I'm like alone on a weeknight and I'm like, okay, I don't really want to have like a huge feast. So like if you're (laughs) cooking for one person or if you're cooking for two people, you just like kind of multiply it. That's perfect. Okay, so Caitlin, so we have this magical, mysterious sauce that is the base of everything. Can you tell me a little bit more about what's in it? Yeah, so one of our most popular recipes on the blog is our chili oil, and it's a recipe that we've sort of updated for the cookbook as well. So that's really the foundation of this sauce. You make a batch of this chili oil, you like infuse oil with all these different spices and shallots and scallions and black cardamom and cassia cinnamon. Like it's Sichuan peppercorns. It's really delicious. You pour it over chili flakes. So it sizzles up and kind of turns like gorgeous red color. And yeah. And then you (laughs) add in sesame paste, light soy sauce, dark soy sauce, a little bit of five spice powder, and also some this kind of the secret ingredient is a chicken bouillon paste. So if you're plant-based, you could use mushroom bouillon, no problem. But it kind of helps like give it that extra dimension of flavor that like kind of tastes like you spent more time on it than you actually did. And you just like whisk it all together and that's it. That's it. That's the sauce. The hardest thing might be like fishing a jar out of your cabinet that can like sit in your refrigerator. Amazing. Okay, so Sarah, can you walk me through the steps of how you take all these components, add in the noodles and make the dish or bring it all together? So there's one sort of specialty ingredient that makes it into the final dish. It's called soymi yatai, and it's a preserved vegetable from Sichuan, China. You can find it in vacuum-packed packages in any Chinese grocery store. You could also order it online. I think the Mala Market, they are an online purveyor of uh, Sichuan ingredients. I think that they sell it online. Anyway, so you brown the meat. If you're using meat, you can also use mushrooms. You add this Sichuan preserved vegetable, lots of garlic. 
you're cooking it. And while that's happening, you're boiling the noodles. While the noodles are boiling in the last like few seconds of boiling, you just toss in some like leafy greens. We like to use pre-washed baby spinach because like what's easier than just like opening a box and throwing (laughs) uh, like a handful of that spinach in there. And then you just drain the spinach and the noodles and you put them in the, in a bowl. You add your ground pork or ground chicken or mushrooms along with that Sichuan preserved vegetable. And then you spoon a couple tablespoons of the sauce, mix it, and you're done. It's super easy. I'm chef's kissing consistently. <laughs> Sarah and Caitlin are just like, is he going to keep going? <laughs> the bonus step that Sarah left out is actually velveting the pork or the ground chicken or the ground turkey or whatever. So it's like really like dead simple. You mix the ground pork with some cornstarch and some Shaoxing wine. If you don't have Shaoxing wine, you could use like a cooking sherry. And honestly, we've used like a regular sherry as like a substitute for like cooking like fish and things like that. It actually works surprisingly well. Um, And then you kind of just let that sit for like 10 minutes. And then you kind of continue with your browning step. But if I was really strapped for time, I wouldn't feel that bad about skipping that stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's a brilliant technique tip. It is. It it adds an extra dimension of flavor and it creates this like almost silky texture to the meat, which is why you do it. But I will admit that like at, as I've made this in the past, I don't always do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is a safe space. Nothing but trust and vulnerability here. That sounds really, really great. And why was it so important for y'all to make sure that this had a shortcut version? In order for some of these dishes to live on and not just kind of be relegated to a once in a blue moon sort of a thing, that there be an easier way to make it. And I think that a lot of the time, like, talking to people, we found that, like, so many Chinese Americans who are, like, similar to us, like, in the situation of, like, learning how to cook food that they grew up with, it can be really intimidating. Not to mention if you're not Chinese and you just like Chinese food, it's, like, intimidating (laughs) then, too, you know? Um, So I think as much as we can, like, simplify some of this stuff and just, like, make it easier, like, with busy lives to enjoy the food that you hold near and dear to you, which I feel like is what we're all trying to do at the end of the day, right? Which is like amp up our regular repertoire and rotation of dishes into something that we always enjoy and always look forward to. And we're excited about this recipe because we kind of like feel like we nailed it on that front. (laughs) It's remarkable (laughs) how much this recipe has like unlocked the ability for like a casual bowl of dandan. That was like not a thing before this recipe. (laughs) Um, That is my aspiration. (laughs) Anytime, Dan Dan. Yes, totally. (laughs) Well, thank you both for your time. It has been great to be able to pick your brains about all things Dan Dan and also to hear more about this really special book that y'all have put together with your family. I can't wait to make this dish. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jesse. This has been awesome. Sarah and Caitlin Leung are co-authors of the cookbook, The Walks of Life. You can check out their blog at thewalksoflife.com. You can find the recipe for shortcut dandan noodles on Instagram at the.one.recipe and at theonerecipe.org. This week's episode was made for you by producer Erica Romero, associate producer Ren Farrell, technical director Alex Simpson, and digital producer James Natalie. Sally Swift is our managing producer. 
APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shaffer, and Joanne Griffith. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The One Recipe was created by Sally Swift and Erica Romero. I'm Jesse Sparks. This is APM Studios. Go make some magic. <laughs>